HBs. You're listening to Heaving Bosom's new segment, Ask a Badass, where we spotlight you. We want to hear from romance readers to highlight what a wonderful, diverse, deep fandom romance has. If you'd like to be featured, connect with Natalie on the cult or email askabadasspod at gmail.com. There's a handy Google form. And make sure to tune in on Monday, November 11th for our Veterans Day episode. We're covering Suzanne Brockman's Prince Joe, all about a dancing media consultant and a Navy SEAL who is the personification of a Swiss Army knife with abs. And now it's time for Ask a Badass with Ali S., human resources guru and an embodiment of the exclamation point. Here we go. Hey, Allie. Hey, Nat. <laughs> um, I'm so excited to talk to you. Uh, before we started recording, um, Allie and I were like, yeah, it's weird. We've only met virtually once and then in person once, and it feels like we're best friends. But totally. I think that that's just how you are, Allie. I, well, I actually think that's how you are. And that, <laughs> I think together magic has happened. <laughs> Obviously. Um <laughs> So guys, this is the Ask a Badass podcast. My guest today is Allie S. And she is a longtime HB. Yeah. Or longtime listener, first time caller. Is that <laughs> how it used to go? Is that what it was? That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's me. Longtime HB. And you may recognize her from such uh, popular things as insane positivity on the cult and um, <laughs> aggressive support of all of her friends. <laughs> That tracks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please write in to askabadasspod at gmail.com if you can uh, definitely verify that that's to be true. Allie, any quick tidbits that our listener, listeners, since there's got to be more than one, uh, should know about? Um, no, I have a definitely use the, overuse the exclamation point. So that's something you can always expect oh, from me. <laughs> The other day, I sent a bossy pants email to somebody who was messing up their job. Oh, yeah. And I did not use one exclamation point. And I had somebody proofread it to make sure I wasn't (laughs) swearing at them. And they were like, Natalie, I can tell how mad you are based on this email because there is not one (laughs) exclamation point. (laughs) I read uh, my daughter, Ruby, has a new uh, teacher. And I sent her an email about notebooks or something dumb. And I realized that there was six exclamation points in a two sentence email. And I was like, well, at least she's getting the full experience. That's right. I, that, I do exclamation point checks to be like, limit it to two or three before working now. I'll scroll back. Which ones you really want to punctuate here with the exclamation point? <laughs> Which ones point? are necessary? Because <laughs> the <laughs> doesn't need to be every time. <laughs> I know. And probably I don't need four at the That's end <laughs> of a sentence. I mean, but maybe I do. I don't know. No limits. No That's limits. Right. <laughs> uh, so are you ready to jump right into it? Yeah, let's get totally. down to the business. Cool. Okay, great. So let's start with the, the big question. Yeah. How long have you been reading romance? I guess how long is not a good how, when, why, how. Yeah. Tell me everything. 
Yeah. So probably since I want to say it was around 13, 14, it could have even been earlier. Um, but uh, uh, Becky is uh, as uh, the Becky that we know and love, um, mm-hmm. a friend of both of ours. And mm-hmm. when we were, we've known each other since we were six or seven and she has a much older sister and uh, her sister would get the goods and mm-hmm. uh, hand off all these, these Harlequin romances. And we would go to the beach with uh, Becky's mom or my mom or whatever. And, um, we would just lie there all day and trade off these romance books and that whole concept of like a happily ever yeah. after, um, for me was just, oh my gosh, it just became like the thing where it didn't matter if it was a TV show, if it was a magazine yeah. article, whatever it was, it was like, wait, are these two going to fall in like, love? Yeah. And I became obsessed with it. And, um, I remember one day, probably not long after, probably when I was like 14 or 15, I uh, was perusing my mom's bookshelf and I found a hardcover copy of a Kathleen E. Woodowitz uh-huh. book. And um, she was like an old timey, like bodice ripper. <laughs> I'd be super curious to read it now because I feel like it would definitely not hold up. But <laughs> back in the day, yep. it was it was called um, Rose in Winter, I think. And uh, I remember, I just remember the one scene being like on a ship and he was, he was super grumpy and she was super indignant that her father had married her off or something like that. And he busts down to the the captain's quarters and she's in there and, and um, yeah, it was delightful. (laughs) So, and that was kind of it for me. That was just, I thought, yeah, every book that I read after that, it would take, it would be a slog for me if it didn't have some level of romance in it. Yeah. I mean, and really, do you read stuff in real life now that's not romance? I mean, I do. And I try to challenge myself to do that every once in a while, because otherwise I feel like I get, I'm like that episode of on Friends where Joey and, and Chandler have free porn <laughs> and they're like, oh my God, this is too much porn. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, okay, this is too, this is too much romance and I got to walk it back. And, um, but, but yeah, like I, I, you know, I'll read, uh, certainly like general fiction. I, I enjoy, I don't, I actually enjoy like a rom-com yeah. book or a chiclet. I don't like that phrase, but like, I mean that idea. Uh-huh. Um, but even that, I find what I'm drawn to always has that, that connection, whether it's, if it's not romantic happily ever after, there's some level of connection, like if you think about the shopaholic books and stuff, my favorite relationship in the shopaholic books was actually her and her best yeah. friend. Or give me like a grandma, a granddaughter or... relationship, or like even like yeah, a person and their totally. dog. Like I will accept chemistry in any form that it comes in. But like if you were going to recommend totally. a book to me, never tell me that it's a chiclet book because I will absolutely not read it. Just don't tell me. Just be like, this just... is a really good book. And I'd be like, okay. I don't need to know that's chiclet. Because it, it's it totally, and, it, and even the categorization of it, I find overwhelming where I'm like, what makes this chiclet? Like, I don't get I it. I know that this isn't the case, um, but it feels anti-feminist to me. <laughs> it, does. it does. And, and it's always grouped in with like beach reads yeah. and like burner books, fluffy things. And I'm kind of like, well, hold on. That's not yeah. necessarily yeah, what exactly. this is. And, yeah, but I find if you can find those books that has some, yeah, really great chemistry, whether I always like those books where she goes back to her hometown, she lives with her crazy yeah. aunt or whatever the thing is. And I think I always find that relationship really compelling. And because <laughs> of all of this romance, you found heaving bosoms. Totally. Um, I was not much of a, I was just super late to the podcast train. I 
heard of so late. And people would <laughs> and I talk think I was like, them. I don't need like, to listen to those. Okay, they all sound like boring NPR things. I I know people would say like my favorite yeah. murder or whatever the ones were, and I was like, yeah, cool. I don't mm-hmm. know, like radio, yeah. I guess it just didn't <laughs> yeah. track for me. And then um, I was actually at a different, like the same company I've been with for a long time, but a different role. And it had a really long commute, a train ride. It had office hours in kind of like a cubicle. It was just a different role that Mm -hmm. I was used to. And um, Becky was like my, again, my best friend, Becky was hammering, um, texting me all these things about, you got to listen to this podcast, not podcast. You got to get into Mm -hmm. this. And um, uh, she kept coming back to heaving bosoms. And I want to say heaving bosoms started, yeah, about two years ago, right? Like I think. Yeah, they're coming up on the two year podversary. Podversary. Sure. <laughs> Let's say it together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So it was probably, let's say, kicked off in October or whatever. Then it was by like constant weekly text about the <laughs> show um, until finally about mid-November. I was like, yeah, okay, I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll listen to it on the train. Uh, have you had the experience, the classic experience, where somebody else has overheard you listening to the podcast? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I still, I, st- I still get a kick out of it when my husband walks in because it's for whatever reason, he is always aghast, always taken aback. Like, wait, yeah. what? And I just don't know why he's not <laughs> used to it yet. But the, my favorite was um, Mastered by Her Mates, which is my all-time Hall of yeah, Fame Yeah, I think it's mine too. Um, oh, mm-hmm. Ruby Dixon. If you have not read these books, they are so good. And I was never really into alien romance and I now can't get out of it it is so good and uh but this podcast was a complete giggle fest yeah. the whole way and it was like a sunny I feel like it was like a spring day or like a really nice fall day last year and it was I was driving and I had the windows down and I'm howling listening to this and I pull up to a gas station completely kind of forgetting where I'm at and Aaron was in depth talking about the <laughs> anal training box and this woman was pumping gas beside the place that I pulled up and her head whipped around so fast. She must've had whiplash. <laughs> and she looked at me like horrified. And I was like, Oh my God, good morning. Like, it was, I had to quickly roll my window. It was crazy. It was so funny to me, but I laughed the rest of the way to work, but it was perfect. So it's like anal training box. Of course. There's no getting out yeah, of that. I mean, there was enough sound bites from that episode that it could have been any part of it, but Oh my God. That, it was so good. Um, that it was that part is even better. So my I made my husband listen to one of the Chuck Tingle episodes with me. <laughs> Has he listened to any other ones? He has not listened to any other ones. <laughs> it was just here, jump right in with this episode. <laughs> well, I was in the middle. With so I was in the buddy. middle of it and I had to pick him up to like go pick up our kids or something like that. I don't remember why. And I was like, I'm in process here. I can't turn the shit off. Yeah. This is solid gold. <laughs> so you are taking this journey with me. And and I think he was like, what? 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 Who? What? Why? Yeah, I can't remember which one it was. I think it was one of the Patreon. I think it actually was it the restaurant. Was <laughs> Oh. <laughs> what? I can't even remember what it's called. I can't even remember what it's oh, called. No. It was a diner, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the di- um, yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> Welcome. 
So he's an HP now, right? Um, I think I can't remember if he calls it my sex podcast or my weird internet friends or I can't. There's like there's a series of like, oh, and now he'll be like, oh, are you talking to the cult? I love that. Don't tell Jackie because we're real yeah, friends too. We are real friends. We're not just internet friends. For those of you, sorry, Allie and I are just in our own world over here. So if you're listening to this... <laughs> Just catch up, Sorry. but uh, one uh, Jackie, who you will hear in another episode, she um, has a vendetta against Becky's husband because he referred to us as internet friends, not real friends. And not real friends. Sorry, Scott, <laughs> if you ever meet Jackie, I just don't she know how it's going to go. I just, I mean, it's 50-50 here. Uh, <laughs> you have the opportunity to make a change, so... It's up to you. (laughs) But back to you, Allie. Um, So in general, like, is romance like a super big part of your life? Is like everyone know you are very into romance? Do people send you recs? What happens? Yeah, I mean, in terms of reading, um, it's only in the last couple of years that I've really kind of gone um, tits out (laughs) with romance to going uh, Mm -hmm. to to pull Mm -hmm. a melody here. Um, But and, and part of that is uh, I actually work for a book company um, and which is a really cool thing. It's a really beautiful place to work, um, but you get inundated with recommendations with not, it's not snobbery. Like I'm not, I don't mean it that way, but it's just kind mm-hmm. of like this, um, you know, this, this air about, about what's really hot mm-hmm. and trending, I guess. And so that could be anything, you know, when, um, kind of those domestic thrillers started coming out like Girl in the Window and and different books like that. And when those became big, like everybody was reading those. And I was just like, you know, I dig it. I love that you love it. It's just not my bag. I'm not going to mm-hmm. read those because then I'm going to just imagine a girl in my window <laughs> all the time. I don't know yeah, what I can't. I, can, I have too active of imagination for anything like yeah, that. Yeah. I I just can't. So it's, it's, you know, so the, but romance never bubbles up or when it does, it's, and I mean, no disrespect to, to this author, but it's the, the wedding date uh or it's, you know, and it's like pseudo romance and you're kind of like, well, okay. You know, it's not, I mean, I can respect just about anything as long as it's well-written, you know what I mean? But there are so, there is so much good, so much good, so many good, uh, so much yeah. good romance, so much um, well-written books Perfect. that aren't getting any sort of, and I think a lot of it is because a lot of romance is self-published. You know what I mean? Or not a lot, totally. but a good chunk. But yeah, lot, I mean, like yeah. a rising chunk of romance is self-published, I think. And that's me saying this as a person who doesn't really pay attention. I just feel like it's the truth. <laughs> but it, And there's this, totally though, but there's also this funny edge around like, the paperback mm-hmm. version versus the trade mm-hmm. version, which is a bigger and it's got a like, so paperbacks are this like burner beach reads. They're the mysteries, mm-hmm. they're the Westerns, they're the romances. Yeah. But within that is like amazing yeah. content, amazing moments, amazing authors. And it doesn't matter if it's in a paperback, an ebook or a trade book. There's this am- these amazing books that people aren't diving mm-hmm. into. And I think they get, shoot away by maybe the 50 shades of gray and again i love how many people love that and i actually have a few friends who read those and then came to me and were like hey i know you read romance what else have you got and i said well take a seat because we're gonna be here a while and i'm gonna ease you in and it's always gonna be 
starting with Christina yeah. Lauren and Beautiful Bastard. And then I'm going to draw you into the rest. But like, again, nothing against Fifty Shades of Grey. It just wasn't my thing. And I thought, if you want a great dialogue, if you want banter, if you want these um, this amazing, like, focus on the human connection, well, I mean, that wasn't the book for it. And I just feel like there's so much more out there. So so over the years, I've gotten a lot more confident in in talking just letting my freak flag fly right like this is what I read it's not like what I read in addition to documentaries and biographies and no no I I 100% don't read anything else and I (laughs) well and I came on so strong the other day because I like one of my cousins um who I'm like fairly close to but um she posted uh like on her Instagram story or whatever like hey I just ran out of romance novels to read and my wine's almost gone like is this the worst day and I was like excuse me what have you been reading and yeah. do you need some recommendations and what do yeah. you like? And I gave, like, I just, it was like a stream of comments that was like 15 comments in 30 seconds. Yeah. And I was like, <sighs> afterwards, <laughs> afterwards, and I was like, okay, so I hope you like some of those. <laughs> and I'm kind of afraid to see her at Christmas. <laughs> I know. I know, I know. I totally come on strong, and I get to the point where I start buying copies of *Beautiful Bastard* by Christina Lauren to have on hand, so that I can thrust them in people's <laughs> hands and be like, "No, I'm not kidding. I need you to read it and tell me what you think." It starts in chapter <laughs> one, <of> sex. <laughs> so it's just like I, I, I love that. And there's a woman at my work, and she's actually the category buyer for romance, and she just like she lives in the world, and she, she got me onto Nalini mm-hmm. Singh, mm-hmm. and I love. Nalini Singh, the side changeling books. And she got me into, um, oh, I'm forgetting the author now, but she has this series and the, like the men and the women are tattooed and they work in like auto mechanics, but there's like one book is a threesome. One book is- Excuse me, I'm going to need you uh, to immediately remember who this author is. (laughs) Allie's going to find it for me and then I'll post it in like, if I I figure out how to do show notes, I'll post post it in show notes. It's these great- like these great um, relationships that aren't aren't just like yeah. generic and homogenized in the same thing we see over and over. These beautiful relationships, and it was like the girls are are pinup girls and curvy, and it's just like amazing. And it just goes deeper and deeper, mm-hmm. right? And so for me, I mean, for for how I read, of course, I just I love that idea, and I, it, to me, it's so much more. Of course, the sex is incredible, and yes, that's what I'm here for, absolutely. But the the development and the human connection that you have in it i think um is a beautiful yeah. thing and and for me um i i do i i love big i love very large with the people in my life whether it's friends it's family it's coworkers i actually have you know an incredible team and at a lot of times we're we're texting each other um, you know, and, or our boss is on vacation and she'll text me and be like, I love you. I miss you. And I'm like, yeah, I love you too. How's your vacation? And it's this, these beautiful things that we just, we yeah. mean, we say we mean. Yeah. And, um, I'm not a romantic person by nature. I'm, I'm like, I coin it like I'm a bit of a werewolf, mm-hmm. like I'm kind of standoffish yeah. <laughs> and a little bit, um, I'm very intense and over like octopus arms around my friends. But in romantic love, I've, you know, I've got some, ish that mm-hmm. I'm working through yeah. and like, like we therapy all do, right? helping with, mm-hmm. right? Totally. And so because of certain insecurities and, and things that have come up in, in in my life that I'm I'm not the biggest overtly romantic love mm-hmm. kind of shower. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
the person I've chosen to be my partner and I chose for all the right reasons, you know, he like he's he's loving and he's caring and he's he's a good partner. We were friends for a long time. There was just great connections there that that spoke to a long lasting connection. He's also very romantic. So he's he shows his love all the time um, and then gives me license to do that in the ways that I do. And so as I get more confident and and work through some of the things that I've got going on, um, I'd learn to show that in different ways. Um, besides love, Elias, what are you passionate about? Um, so <laughs> recently, I got uh, I caught wind of this uh, this concept of uh, trying something you suck at. So um, I do I do a lot of leadership sessions, and we talk about. I'm pretty sure it's uh, Simon Sinek or somebody uh, has talked about the idea of your comfort zone. So you've got a comfort zone. And then if you think of your comfort zone as like a little circle, and then around that is um, your stretch zone, a bigger circle that surrounds it. And then around your stretch zone is an even bigger circle, and that's your panic zone. And so in leadership um, sessions, what I train and talk about is, you know, the idea that we don't learn in our comfort zone or our panic zone. Those aren't states that we learn in. We learn in our stretch zone. And I'm pretty sure this concept came from like Simon Sinek or someone. Um, some really great leadership development. I believe you. But um, (laughs) thanks. Definitely wasn't me, but I talk about it a lot because I find it fascinating because the idea of your stretch zone is that you're actually uncomfortable. It's okay to be uncomfortable and to be doing things that are new and there's a bit of a rub and you feel uncomfortable. It's not okay to feel panicked though. And we always talk about really great leadership, really great friendship, um, really great connections help pull you out of your panic zone and back into your stretch zone. And that's where you learn. And so I train that and I talk about that. And I dig into that with leaders across the organization that I work for all the time. But I don't do it in my personal life. Mm -hmm. I stay firmly in my comfort zone. (laughs) And so there was this, uh, there's this yoga um, lady that I, I went to, I went to her studio for a little while and then I'm on their mailing list now. Um, and she sent this video out being like, try something that you, you know, you're going to suck at mm-hmm. and just do it just for the sake of it. And so I've been really excited about this concept lately. And, you know, whether it is admittedly and always will be a terrible <laughs> singer, but instead of when I'm in front of other people, just like, nodding along or bouncing or humming like i'll just go out and sing because what the hell and it's so fun and why not or um you know writing like i'm i'm not i don't have any like writing is a a skill that you work Mm -hmm. at and i have never worked at it so i'm no good at it but i'm gonna do it anyways because it's fun and i'll get better at it if i keep doing it or the idea that like jumping on a podcast you know like with you i would have always said no (laughs) because i would have been too nervous yeah right But why the heck not? <laughs> you can edit that heck shit yeah. out. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't really know besides um, the sound of my dryer going off. I don't I don't know what else could happen on this podcast. I'd be like, no, nah, I don't really want to hear that part. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things like I think that Aaron and Mel have created this community a, a play, well, a place where people feel comfortable sharing stuff. I mean, some people have shared stuff yeah. on the cult before that I'm like, holy shit, man, that took balls. 
to just be like, here is this ugly thing about myself that I'm trying to work on. And I know it's kind of ugly, but I'm sharing it with you because I want to improve it. You know what I mean? Like, and most, I'm not saying that that's like what's happening all the time. I'm just saying like, sometimes it's happened where I'm like, oh my gosh, like how brave. And, um, and, and yeah. And I think that that's why, I mean, that's why I've been able to do this. You know what I mean? Because it's like a good safety net. Like, yeah, probably there'll be some people that listen to it that are like, who the fuck is this? You know, (laughs) what even is this? Why is her dryer going off in the back and (laughs) stuff like that? And I'm like, and that's kind of its own failure. But I'm also in in a really good receptive place where people, you know, can can do it. And that's awesome that you have done that. Is there anything like has there been any specific when you're trying new things that that you've uh that are like earmarks for you or like milestones? Yeah, like I think um well, I mean a big one for me was getting over the the hump and the fear of actually going to therapy, mm-hmm. which sounds um I'm sure so benign to so many people and I get that, but for me I had uh, I was in a, just a really anxious um space for a long time and um, had completely spun the idea of going to therapy out of control in my head. And and it really was, you know, participating in the cult um, and and listening to people advocate and, and promote that, how much it had helped them and, and mm-hmm. normalize it a little bit for me. Um, I, don't, I don't have a ton of that in my, my day-to-day life, the normalization mm-hmm. of that, um, which is, is interesting. Um, but it that has helped a lot and that's been a real game changer um for me but then so and like I just started in January and there's no going back like it's just been the most incredible experience for for me yeah yeah it's been it's pretty amazing it is pretty amazing what you can dig into and the things that I don't I just never thought were things I was kind of like well why are we talking about that guy from that mm-hmm. long ago and she's like actually I want to dig in there and I was like okay yeah. let's dig and then when you dig you're like there was an abscess there was an abscess that was really festering <laughs> for a long time and yeah I mean it's been great like just things like that or, or even something as simple as mm-hmm. gardening yeah. cooking like I'm I'm a very basic cooker I'm actually mm-hmm. I love baking but cooking for whatever reason the the freedom of cooking I love the preciseness yeah. of baking the freedom of cooking I'm like oh my god <laughs> there, are so no <laughs> there are no rules no rules and meat I'm always like I'm so nervous about salmonella yeah. and whatever I just got myself tripped out so I kind of think no I'm mm-hmm. gonna try it and it's gonna be terrible and my whole family's gonna nod and smile but yeah. we're gonna keep trying because that's all it is and I I think I find it it's fun. It's, it's can be overwhelming days. You kind of have to mm-hmm. pick your days, but I love this concept of just who cares if you suck at it. So you don't have to be a prof- professional at everything. No. It's and there's so many, you know, something. the thing that I get, cause I grew up in a family of uh, my mom is a very, um, she's very skilled, both co- cooker, sh- not chef, but like, mm-hmm. you know, person who cooks and then also baker. And so it felt like everything had to be like, pretentious all the time you know what I mean like it had to be like a fancy and and sometimes the best food is not fancy and it's easy and that's the best thing to kind of discover about cooking is to to be able to just do stuff and make it and have it be simple and have it taste good and still be easy and I think that when you kind of get there with cooking it's awesome changes your life a little bit and I love the confidence that it can come with it. Sometimes my brother is uh, is really he's an analytical dude. He's an engineer, 
Um, so he doesn't put a lot of flair into much, many things. And uh, he's got this word that, <laughs> that he calls, and he, I don't know if he got it from somewhere else. So for any listeners out there, this may not be his word, but it was new to me from him. And uh, he calls it foop. Um, and it's fucked up oh, yeah, on purpose. Yeah. And so he just calls it whatever meal he's making, if it looks a mess, he's like, yeah. foop for dinner. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like some play on soup. So I was like already going. No. I was like, what kind of soup? Okay. <laughs> yeah, no. It could be yeah. eggs. Oh, it could be casserole, but he just called That's it a, soup. Yep. It happens all the time here. It's like, well, this was supposed to be this. At least it tastes good. That's right. <laughs> it looks like That's absolute right. pile of nonsense, <laughs> but it tastes good. So... <laughs> Uh, I don't know if this is a word in Canada, but around here, there's a word called homologash. And, and that's basically like, it's exactly like whatever your brain made a picture of when you say homologash, like, (laughs) that's, that's whatever it is. And it could be a term to talk about like a food mess, or like a weird outfit, or, um, Or like a big mess of a room, like, oh, look at that homologash, like, we better clean that up. Like, yeah, it's, it's a perfect, and then like, I'll make a weird, like, um, like an everything food, you know, where it's like, it's pasta, but it's soup, but it's also meat. And, and uh, my husband calls it a homologash. What's this homologash we're eating? That's odd. I've learned so many great American words since the beginning of our friendship. I'm so pleased. Do you want to hear some more? Yeah, definitely. This is uh, straight out of Kankakee, which if you're from Illinois, it's not a lot of good things that come out of Kankakee. Uh, I was born there, so I I hope that's at least one good thing. Um, But it's a term. uh, Maybe this is a Canada one, too. It's cattywampus. No, these are not. Which is like a skewed or um, like uneven or something like that. It's all cattywampus. I feel like yours are so much more endearing than ours, which is fucking the dog, right? That fucking the dog one took me on a trip when we tried to figure out how that came to be and why. FYI, guys, there's no dogs injured during that during that idiom. I don't even know what you call it. It means being lazy. Let's get it clear right now. There is there's yeah, no ba- dogs lazy. involved. I don't. There's no, I don't know what happened no in Canada there's when this was, no came, was this created. It... <laughs> we don't ask a lot of questions. <laughs> we just, it is what it is. And I've learned it's a real, it can be a Canadian thing, but I'm assuming it's, I've heard it, I feel like from some of the Northern states as well. The idea of, instead of just saying, uh, yes, we'll say no. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> or saying, instead of saying no, we'll go. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> I, I think I've said like, yeah, for sure. But I don't think there's ever been a no. Like, <sighs> yeah, it happens all day long. I've, ever since I've noticed it. No. Yeah, uh, for sure. What I yeah, have found no, out that really I bad. do is I say yes, but I, or yeah, but I'll say it three times and I don't know I'm doing it. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> and it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, but someone um, said it like someone else that was nearby said it and they're like, ugh. Natalie has influenced your life. And I was like, oh, really? Me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have one more mid-Illinois idiom for you. Ready? Okay, oh, so if something okay. like goes bad 
or you like stub your toe, you can say, Jeezy Pete's. Oh, oh, I love that. Oh, it's so cute. (laughs) Jeezy Pete's. (laughs) I'm going to bring it. I'm bringing it to Canada. And you can also use it in uh, place of swear words if you have small children. So I too have started to say Jeezy Pete's in front of my kids. Jeezy Pete's. I love it. Anyway, there you go. Something to take home. Thank you. Uh, anytime. <laughs> uh, so, what are your current lady loves? I feel like we've talked about a few of them. Like, I feel a few lady, yeah, just definitely. general lady loves. But, like, do you have any things that are go tos for you? The, I mean, one of my favorite things to do. I just did it earlier tonight. Actually, is uh, when you make mm-hmm. a tea or a hot drink and you take chocolate and then you put it in your mouth. But then, okay, so it melts. So then, yeah, the hot really hot liquid sometimes you burn your tongue but i feel like it's a yeah. good place to pay and because uh, the melted chocolate is mm-hmm. divine and it's not the same if you just let it melt in your mouth it's i not feel like i don't you have to look the hot water. i feel like a lot of i feel like you're not the only one that's brought up tea and chocolate and the idea of like the herbal flavor for me with the chocolate mm. flavor it's hard for me to picture it just go with a peppermint okay tea. okay so then you got the peppermint got chocolate. chocolate yeah i would do that yeah or you can do like in the fall. Sometimes there's like an orange rooibos. I don't yeah, know how to say I, that word, I mean that was the, the best I've heard it. I don't know if I've ever heard a real person well, say that. You. I've only read it. I mean, I say I don't know how to, but really, it's nice <laughs> <though>. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just get one for it. I feel like <laughs> oolong go is it. also one that I don't know if I've heard out loud many times. <laughs> there's a lot of words that I've yeah. only read, so it happens more often than I think people like to admit. Um, okay. This lightning round is usually very slow. It's like a molasses round. Um, but that's okay. There's no pressure. Okay. Uh, okay. Are you an Aaron or a Melody? Yes. Melody. You're correct. Yeah. yeah. I already knew that. I was just going to answer it for you, but I thought that I'd go with the autonomy. And Is it, is it super apparent? Because Becky says it's yeah, super absolutely. apparent. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I would love to be an Aaron too. No, oh my gosh, she won't care. Uh, okay. Ali S, more is more. More is more. More is more. Definitely. Excellent point. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know if more is actually more for you, but I, I feel like you it love is. really big, and that's the same as how Melody is too. So, um, <laughs> what is your Hogwarts house? Although I think I know the answer to this too. Oh God, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't. I wasn't gonna say this, but. My secret shame Uh-oh. is about to come out. I've, ne- I've never read Harry oh, Potter. Geez. I know. I've only ever told <laughs> Becky that. And now and now you've told Becky and whoever else that. listens to this. So maybe four other people. <laughs> I know. I have never read it. Becky, I think, says that I'm a, oh, I don't know, a, uh, the G one. Yeah. The Gryffindor. Yeah, I could see that. that. I was going to say Ravenclaw. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, Becky, you're sure. like lady in the streets freak in the sheets kind of situation because i feel like you're you have this really fancy job and and then and then you like like alien romances like like i'm like wearing a t-shirt that says it all the time so i don't you know like it's never hidden like I am one of those people that you can see the weird coming before it's like before it's arrived, but not everyone's like that. <laughs> <It's an aura. laughs> oh no, I didn't pee. I... 
sorry. <laughs> You're not. You can't see the weird. <laughs> you see the awesome for sure. Um. That is so funny. Although I will say this, I did have somebody once when I started working at a bookstore many years ago. I had been working there for maybe like is this three, the same four company months. That you work for now? It is, but I did like a, a small stint with them when I was just at a university, and then I left, went back for uh, mm-hmm. post secondary education and all sorts of stuff, and then came back to them in a different mm-hmm. capacity. Um, but when I was like in the stores, uh, there was a woman I worked with. Her name is Jay. She's lovely. But she looked at me, she says, I feel like I need to tell you something. And I said, what? And she goes, when you started, I worked with you the first day. I said, yeah. And she said, um, uh, uh, she said, I went home and I was on, I think it was like messenger at the yeah, time aim. or whatever the, you know, <laughs> aim. Yeah. <laughs> what was that other one with the, ooh, oh, that sound. Yeah. Was that aim? Is that a Canadian? I don't know. There thing? was another one. Maybe a Canadian one. Maybe it was just us at each other's windows going, ooh. Making all um, sounds at you. Hey, you there, eh? <laughs> yeah, Time to come out and play, me. eh? Um, so, anyway, they, uh, she said to me, I was on, you know, whatever messenger, and uh, another woman we worked with said, oh, did you meet the new uh, the new person that started, which she liked? And, uh, and Jay said, I said to her, she looks like the kind of girl who's never had an alcoholic drink in her entire life. And I was like, Oh my God, is that the image I put off? And she goes, yeah, but you're like a big weirdo. I'm like, you're yeah, right. I totally Accurate. <laughs> Accurate. I had no idea my first impression was, yeah, lady in the street yeah. or a yeah. big old nerd. Lady in the street. Um, I already think I know this answer as well, but who is your go-to author? Yeah. Oh, Christine mm-hmm. Lauren. Uh, but then also Alyssa Cole, mm-hmm. Alicia mm-hmm. Rye. Nalini saying, oh, so many. Yeah, but yeah. Christine Lauren. Do you have like a favorite trope? I think I do think enemies to lovers. That's um, like a, like I the, think that's like a problem. cult, very much a cult fave. Yeah. And we're really, sadly, the more problematic, the more I am prone to like it, unfortunately. Uh, I yeah. was uh, talking with Melody the other day and she was asking me what my go to author is. And mine is Mariana Zapata. And, and. Oh, no. <laughs> Like for reals, yeah. I knew that actually, <laughs> and that's okay. yeah, that's exactly. Somebody has to read all those books. I mean, and it's and it's me, <laughs> um, and and like I I get that's it good. and I see it and I just don't give a shit at all. Yeah, yeah, right at all. Yeah, and it's like in life, not at all. Like my real life husband is very like he's he's a cinnamon roll. He's a, a teddy bear. He is the sweetest, kindest. He is a feminist. Mm-hmm. He is like just very peaceful, mm-hmm. peacemaking. Um, is he sitting right next to you on the couch right now? A, uh, yes. <laughs> He's had to point. sit silently, not <laughs> sneezing <laughs> this whole time. You or can't breathing. move. You're holding my hand. <laughs> Smiling at me. Words, mouthing words of encouragement <laughs> silently. He's holding yes. up signs like in love, actually. <laughs> to me, you're perfect. Your webcam was on. Sorry. Just, just kidding. It wasn't. That's awesome. And I'm not wearing a bra, so I hope not. Um, the, no, he, but he's, I think that's the thing that he's like, and he's wonderful. And that's what I would take. So there's something about a, like a, a fictional character who's like 
very not that, yeah. but I'm like, let's give me more, yeah. give me more. I understand that feeling where you're like, I, I want the complete fantasy like I, I don't want it to be like real life you know not not fantasy like yeah. this is my ideal person but like this is nothing like my real life because it's an escape like for me books are definitely an escape that's, that's right. why I started reading more and more romance because I wanted to just kind of like <laughs> that makes it sound like my life is not romantic <laughs> I needed to escape no but you like want to you want to read a different no, viewpoint no. you want to read you know what I mean like uh you you need yeah. the break from what your real life is and it doesn't have to be the opposite. It yeah. just has to be different. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Uh, so I'm terrible at, at this question. Maybe you'll be better. Who would play you in a movie? I, I feel like anything I pick to me sounds like egotistical. So I uh, have a hard literally, time. Literally, I, I had love... a really, really hard time as well. <laughs> like, but I really love Kristen oh, yeah. Bell. And I think that she can kind of do anything. So yeah. I like her. Absolutely. I, I could see that working. Absolutely. It's it's done. Send them send the letters, everybody. Uh, if you can dispense one condiment from your belly button, what would it be? Hot Which sauce. kind? Like a Definitely. like a like a really spicy or an habanero or like a Yeah, there's this one um Caribbean oh what's it the name of it? I have it in my fridge mm-hmm. right now. Um but there's this it's a Caribbean uh one that's really, really good. I do like Love Frank's mm-hmm. Red Hot, though. It's a totally different, like just, very, um, is it horseradishy? Um, I like horseradish flavor. Anything spicy mm-hmm. I love, but the, the, it's got the, um, with the Caribbean flavor one, it's got, oh, what are the yellowy, like, Scotch. not Cubana mm-hmm. ones? Are those the, what are the really, really hot wee ones? Scotch They're like little fat round ones? peppers. No. Maybe those. Yeah, hey, those. Look at that. Those sound right. I mean, yeah, we can but just then say it's got it a is. bit of garlic in it. Yeah, I'll send you a picture <laughs> of it after we're done here. It's it's there. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Uh, what Visual. now that we're talking about it? What's your favorite carb? Oh well, potato. And I tried to pick potato. Like when people ask me this, because I get asked it actually more often than on than not. I know, which is weird. But I I do like I just I like French fries. I like chips. I like mm-hmm. mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. I like them all. I like potatoes. Do you want to hear how I made potatoes I made tonight? Them. Oh, yes, please. So I roasted a chicken, and on the same yeah, sheet I, pan... Oh, really good at that. I, on the same sheet pan, I put halved of the little fingerling potatoes with salt and pepper oh and um, bouquet garni, which is like dill and thyme, French thyme and tarragon and a couple other things, and um, the chicken fat. onions. And, and like big chunks of onions and then whole garlic cloves and then a little olive oil. And then I roasted it for as long as the chicken was cooking and the juices went down into the potatoes and yeah. then they turned really brown and they were oh amazing. God. They were, I think, better than the chicken. Uh-huh. They're so good. <laughs> I have a couple more <clears throat> questions. Are you ready? Yeah, um, I'm ready. Actually, I think I only have one now that I look at my list. Bath meal or no bath meal? Oh, bath meal. Yes. Your, do you have a go-to? no i'll eat it all in the bath mm-hmm. um i like doing like a little bit of a snack plate uh-huh. so i like to make sure i have a perrier and a tea because you never know sometimes the tea's too sure. hot in the bath but then sometimes you feel like tea and then i like to have maybe a little bowl of some sort of candy a small bowl of chips maybe a little bowl of how, can veggie I, can sticks you give me like with... a time estimate on like how long we're here in the bathtub? Oh, hour and a half minimum. Really? Do you just keep refilling and making yeah. the water warmer? Definitely. Okay. 
Yeah. So I've been dissecting, the more people I talk to, I've been like dissecting bath strategies. So like, I'll probably be creating a manual after this, um, compiling everyone's ideas. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I sometimes, (laughs) I've now been, I can't have candles in the bath, according to my husband anymore, because the, (laughs) the, the smoke that comes from a candle, what I didn't realize, even though it's smoke, it has left like black oh, no. stains on my <laughs> wall, which will wipe off. It's yeah, just tricky geez. to do, so we haven't. <laughs> like, God, it'll just wipe get off. a magic eraser, like, okay? Like, Tyler's like, that's because you're in here for hours, and the candles. <laughs> you're like, sorry, down. the door's locked. Like, I can't sorry. hear you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he's a firefighter, so he's particularly <laughs> concerned with the practice. So, yeah. I know. No, all day long I could stay in there. Um, I don't know how. I just, I can't sit still for very long and it just makes it very hard. (laughs) You're not a non-bather? I am a non-bather. I've taken two baths maybe in like five years. Um, And it's, I usually am like in there for like 10 minutes and I'll read and I'll sit there, but then I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. 10 minutes? I have shits longer than 10 minutes. God. Um, Do you need me to send you the article about what happens if you sit on the toilet for too long? Maybe, but what? What's gonna happen? A butthole comes out. <gasps> Not really. I send it to you. I send it to my husband. I send it to my if he spends too long in there. Oh, <laughs> do you troll him oh, while he's in there and just keep sending yes. the same one? <laughs> Hi, it's been twenty minutes. Marks. Okay, <laughs> that can't be true. Your butthole comes out. Really? I think so. Oh man, I don't think it was fake news. Did you just ruin proof for me? I think so. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Sorry. It's like the only thing I had Jeezy left. Jeezy Pete's Alley. <laughs> Jeezy Pete's. <laughs> it's the only thing I had left. Just, but you can just pretend I can edit this out. You can edit it out of your brain. We didn't have to talk about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I won't be up till like 4 a.m. Googling <laughs> if that If you want, tonight. I can send it to you. That way you can just like tell me whether or not it was real. Um, I have one more really serious subject to talk about. And yeah. it's the size of your book pile at home. Oh, uh, oh no. Are you trolling me now? Cause I sent yeah. you that picture. I, <laughs> I was like, Oh God, how Every- does she know? Oh wait, I sent her a picture nothing, of it. <laughs> nothing is safe. <laughs> nothing is safe. Oh, your memory. Um, oh, it's big. It's, it's quite big. It's at least my TBR pile is a, probably about 150 Isn't, books. These are just paperbacks. Count. Yes. Those are just the paperbacks. That doesn't include my my ebooks. Are there any dupes correct. in there? Any duplicates? <laughs> There's many. My kids kids actually when I pile it all up and try to organize it, my kids play a game called the matching oh, great. game. We found I mean, matches, that's mommy. A, that is that's a life skill. Okay, you're helping them. That's, well, <laughs> it's learning for everyone. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm. I don't know. I there's a term for it. There's a Japanese term for it that, of course, I'm forgetting in the moment here, but there's like people who enjoy the act of obtaining and owning books yeah. and, and that's Great. me. Well, I don't know what it in is. The right I place. Just, <laughs> fair. Or yeah. arguably the worst place <laughs> if we're trying to, to have healthy lifestyle habits. But I mean, I, I, I just, I don't know. I get, I love it. And I, I just don't, I'm not a super fast reader, but I have a lot. And the problem is there's, they're squirreled places. So Tyler will, open a drawer he hasn't opened in a while and books will come tumbling out or what he thought was a junk drawer, it's just a book drawer. that he stores 
It's been repurposed. It's now become a book drawer. Sorry. Good luck finding your I try your to hide it so he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. They're gone now. You don't need underwear because I need more space. That was my things. next question is where do they, where are these located in your house? But the answer is everywhere. They are everywhere. Under the they're bed. They're keeping my table level. Bed, That's what drawing. they're for. <laughs> this is Just actually my nightstand is actually more books. <laughs> more books. Yeah. I actually saw um, Rebecca Witherspoon on uh, Twitter say she's on a book buying ban until she reads five books. Uh-huh. And I was like, that is actually genius yeah. for me. I need to read five books before I buy any, including eBooks, which I, I will start tomorrow. <laughs> oh, wait, I forgot this question. It's such a good one. What would you, what would well, yeah. you bing boom bong? Oh, I think... I think I probably like my bing boom bong would probably constantly be like employment law. Like some bing level bong, of like, you can't do that with Allie. <laughs> you can't do that. Which is funny. That beautiful bastard is my all time favorite book because that's all about office sex. And the whole time I'm like, what? okay, wait, <laughs> you, I mean, up against the window, you yeah. can't do that. <laughs> they can see you. Yeah. Or he keeps her underwear, like he his thing is he kind of like rips off her underwear when they do it in like the stairwell and stuff. And then he keeps it, but they're in his drawer at work. And but I'm you like, have no, a cleaning I service. people for that. <laughs> you, you can't do yeah. that. <laughs> so I don't know. It's a weird yeah, twisted, I mean, twisted thing. It's, we just talked about it. It's the fantasy, right? It's a complete escape from reality and not in a bad way, just in a, you know. Need to take a break. Just like a, yeah, totally. I can support this relationship, even though he should be fired by now. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I'm not his HR person, so it's all fine. (laughs) Well, Allie, this has just been a delight. Wonderful. This is my lady love for the week, my friend. I love you so much. And thank you for being on this with me. Thank you for having me. Keep being a badass and love yourself as much as you love heaving bosoms. Yay. Thank you. You I love you. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes, we are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah! Lilas! Okay, back to the show.